What's up, guys, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Binge Mode made its grand return earlier this month, and Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion are deep diving on the Star Wars franchise, covering every movie, the newly released Disney Plus series The Mandalorian, and fan-favorite characters. You can check out new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And up on the site, we have more Mandalorian coverage written by Micah Peters, Allison Herman, and Ben Lindbergh, as well as staff-wide surveys throughout the season. You can check it all out on TheRinger.com. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're talking about the latest Cats trailer. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> Reboot culture and Zac Efron's new show exclusively for Quibi. Whatever Quibi is. We're yeah. still not sure. <laughs> Every time we hear the bell, we have to change topics, no matter what. And now let's spill the tea. Okay, first up, we got to keep it together relatively to talk about this. This is Tea Time Checks In with the new Cats trailer. Kate? So when the first Cats trailer came out, Amelia and I had the pleasure and misfortune of experiencing it together. Um, Are you fidgeting with your arm because of how I— injured, accidentally injured Amelia, like got the first reaction, like the first look at the cats. We like just disrupted the entire editorial office of The Ringer. And I truly was like, it can't get any worse. I heard there was a new trailer coming out. I was like, we've already (laughs) seen them. We already know they're horrible. How much worse can it be? The second trailer is worse. Can we agree on that? Agree. Yes. It's actually so much worse. The more I know, the less I like it and the less (laughs) I understand at the same (laughs) time. Correct. So we see more of the cats. They talk more. They dance more. More pratfalls. The proportions are off. More. Right. Ooh. There's more body parts. There's less clothes. I yep. know we want to talk about. <laughs> we have Idris Elba here first. And Idris Elba, I think, is like the bad guy. Again, like we don't quite know what's happening. He seems devious. He seems very devious. He also is like not wearing any clothes, which some of the cats have clothes, some of them don't. Makes yeah. no sense. It's so weird. He James- has like a hat. Yes. Is like this looks like the same fur as his body. Yeah, I'm like, it looks is like it a, made of a, his fur? Is it part of him? Right. Unclear. But there's like <laughs> he's very naked in like one of these scenes and everyone like was screenshotting it, and, like, what did you do to Idris Elba? Because like he's furry. Yeah. And like clearly supposed to be like kind of sexual. Mm. Yeah. So will Idris Elba be able to recover from this? Or is this yeah, it for him? That was my question too. Is like, <laughs> is this the kiss of death for any of these uh, cast members? Obviously, Taylor Swift. No. Like, Jennifer Hudson, no. She's got a beautiful voice. Like, James Corden, maybe? <laughs> it's Jason, so on brand for James Corden, though. Jason Derulo, maybe? maybe? <laughs> Judy Dench is fine, so is Ian McKellen. But I feel as though this will torpedo at least one person. You really think? And Idris Elba's your pick for, like, not recovering wow. from Honestly, Cats? <laughs> like, when we look back, we'll be like, he was sexiest man of the year, and then the next year Oof. he was in Cats and he never recovered? No, my number one pick is probably Rebel Wilson. Oh! <laughs> So, yeah, so Taylor Swift also in this, also horrifyingly in this trailer, she does, like, this shimmy. And she has, like, some of the cats are have, like, very human bodies. Most of them do. Some of them don't. But, like, Taylor Swift, like, has cat boobs that she's, like, shimmying in the trailer. Like You pretty really, much said it. That was my nose. Really Taylor. shimmying. Yeah. Do we think Taylor Swift regrets this yet? And do No, we think she, she loves it. Does she? 
Yes. Even with how bad it turned out. She's performed in like what? Like three Victoria's Secret fashion shows. Like I think she's like into this. She's, the shimmying the boobs specifically? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm I a, just meant the movie in general, but sure. Oh. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with how heavy of a hand she must have had in the creation of her cat body. Totally. In which she greenlit her cat boobs. You're right. But it's not ladylike to talk about another woman's body, so we're just going to leave <laughs> that be. All right, sure. Other <laughs> other parts of the trailer. Can we— uh, well, um, someone who who I noticed and who I feel like I've noticed from the first trailer uh-huh. is like random Jason Derulo, who you know of like him saying his name so many times in a song. Right. Do it, do Jason, it. Jason Derulo. And then like you can go to YouTube and if you type in Jason Derulo saying his name for six hours, you can actually watch a video of him saying his name. Maybe for like do six that hours. instead of seeing cats. Honestly, yeah. I'm going to say yes because he, out of nowhere, like one of the first times you see his character in this trailer, his character just goes, Milk! <laughs> He seems, I still am not sure, like, he knows what movie he's in. I think he might think it's, like, a really elaborate music video. Because he seems very, like, self-aware and, like, yeah. looking into the camera Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say, he also is a cat who has some overt sexual energy. For sure. And I don't like it. <laughs> not sexual, but extremely horrifying. James Corden's cat. I, I think he's maybe the worst cat. Like, capital he, W, capital C, worst so annoying. cat. He's, like, a fat cat. Yeah. And he, like, licks his hands. He also looks like he's wearing a tuxedo is it is yeah a tuxedo or is he like supposed to be like oh look it like grumpy cat i this think looks yeah. grumpy i think naturally so. okay he like does a lot of like slapstick in this trailer yeah. oh my god um, he does the, the whole i was gonna yeah. say he was the only indication that they are cats, that are cats. and not some morpheus <laughs> sub creature because he did make a cat sound he went, yeah right. right he's like <laughs> with his little cat ears i know <laughs> Um, Liz, I know you had on here. Is there a cat romance in yeah, this movie? I'm curious because I don't know the plot of cats. And apparently, you don't know the plot of cats. I'm just kidding. Do apparently, you? on Twitter, nobody does. I've read, <laughs> I've read it multiple times, and I still don't understand it. Right? There's it's just like, like a they're tribe. all dead, or one of them gets oh. to go to heaven. What? Or maybe they live in well, a cat okay, world and one of them gets to go to a better cat world. I think so because that was in the trailer. They're like, oh my god, Judy Dench. Well, they didn't say Judy. Right? Dench, it's like, like Grizabella like, or whatever. They're like, wait. She picks one cat, and right. you get to live the best cat life you've ever lived. Your bowl is <laughs> always full, and you have a tummy's worth of tuna or something. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Can we redo the <laughs> Sorry. Just with that. I would have liked the trailer if that was it. That's um, what they're selling yeah, it as. So that doesn't make that doesn't make it any more clear. So does that answer my question? There is or is not cat <laughs> romance. Jason Derulo wants some. You can tell. So does he? <laughs> he, he screams a lot. Yeah. And then there's that cat that they're introducing, named Francesca. <laughs> yeah, she's like a ballerina. Yeah, she's insane. But it didn't work out for Misty Copeland with right. uh, the Nutcracker, Nutcracker movie. Everyone was like hyped for like a month about yeah. that. Okay. Maybe let the ballerina thing go in movies. Yeah. To end this on a more positive note, redeeming qualities of this movie are what like the Taylor Swift and Jennifer Hudson singing. Oh, that that's would be Jennifer good. Hudson singing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Wait, that, oh, because you don't like Taylor Swift? Okay. But, but Moonlight, it'll that'll be good. That'll be good. See, but you have to watch her do it. Well, 
Or you can buy the soundtrack and just listen. To just the like listen to it on Spotify. There I you think go. the most redeeming quality of this movie will be it will encourage Hollywood to stop making this kind of movie with the animal human crossover. Yeah, Lion King. I personally loved. Oh. I don't think anybody else did with Beyonce. <laughs> but that was even that was better. Go that sure. route. Yeah. Don't turn humans. I think this is going to make a gazillion dollars, and they're going to do more of them. <gasps> oh my god. The <laughs> Okay, moving right along. Guess what, guys? It gets worse. This is This Week in Social Media. We're starting off strong with hashtag Fartgate. (laughs) I just want to say that Liz created the outline this week with only Fartgate. That was the only thing in the outline. That's my only purpose. It birthed this outline this week. I definitely did not tailspin after thinking about my college degree and what I'm going to do with my life after I wrote that. But Fartgate happened this week on social media because U.S. Representative Eric Swalwell, uh, who's a Democrat from California, appeared on MSNBC's Hardball with Chris Mm. Matthews. And it appeared about halfway through his interview, he farted. (laughs) Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from— He was trying to talk about the ongoing impeachment hearings against Donald Trump. And it was this big debate. Did he fart? Did he not? He adamantly denies it. He said it was the result of a coffee cup scraping across the desk. Absolutely not. There are several pieces of evidence that refute this claim. Why are we all ganging up on him rather than Chris Matthews? It's a good question. I don't think Chris Matthews farted, though, and this is the okay. issue. <laughs> Some Somebody did mention it, but the problem is it passed through he- Eric's body <laughs> in a way that you knew it was his. You can see him move. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Although I want to ask real quick, Kaya, you're an audio engineer. You work with sound all day. Was this the sound of a coffee cup being moved across the table? Absolutely not. <laughs> though, though, I do want to shout out uh, Sean Yu, who is doing some really great analysis of this on Twitter. Of course he was. And he said, so basically, Eric Swalwell is wearing like an IFB, which is just a little earpiece, letting him hear Chris Matthews. And the pause, I think, was him hearing Chris Matthews <gasps> fart. Pause, be like, was that a fart? And then be like, I guess I got to keep going. <laughs> so you think because of the delay? Yes. It, it ended up being at the worst moment because it looks like he yes. paused during the fart, but he actually paused. <laughs> and I, I, I think Chris Matthews thought his mic was off. That was Jason Concepcion's take oh, as well. so Chris was the farter. Yes, because he's sitting, first of all. Okay. See, it would be louder. But Eric Swalwell <laughs> does this little shiver down his spine. Like, you know, you just released something. Like, you're just like, I'm good now. Yeah. Well, maybe that's up when inside he of me. It. He heard it. He was oh, like, the fire oh. was so bad. Yeah, it's going to shiver so down his spine. Okay, we got to keep it together. Okay, wait. Uh, I think it was, I think it was, yeah. I don't think so it was Swalwell. Okay, so yeah. we both think that I it was, was Chris I, Matthews. Yeah, I agree with Liz that, actually. Liz thinks it was the— it Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell. Yes. Okay. If you've seen it, let us know. Yes. What you think. We may never know. Next thing in social media. Oh, great. Okay, so there was a—one of those memes where, like, everyone does it for 24 hours mm. and then everyone stops. Yeah. yeah. It was the, I'm telling my kids these were, or this was, meme. Mm-hmm. This is one of those that's kind of hard to explain if you haven't seen it. But basically, people were tweeting out pictures of things that looked like something else. And the joke is like, so Amelia had a good one. There was a picture of Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss. And she basically like hugging together. I believe it was Vogue it was when Vogue. they did a co- story together. Show, yeah. And she goes, I'm telling my kids this was Carol 2015. But there were some other examples where it was like it was a picture of the Property Brothers and somebody was like, I'm telling my kids these were the chain smokers. Mm-hmm. Like, just just 
Many others. Yeah, Drake no, you and did Josh. A good, no, that's a perfect. Um, what was the Drake and Josh one? I'm telling my kids this was Kurt Cobain. Oh yeah, and it was uh, it was from uh, the Amanda Show where Drake Bell dressed up as as like a Kurt Cobain esque character right. who named totally Kyle. So it was like everything was a little bit off. Basically, mm-hmm. did yeah. I explain it well? I did. Yeah, I think you, you did. did. You Everyone's did. you've seen it. If yes. you're on Twitter, you listen to time, you've seen it. Right. Uh, next thing in social media. So. This is another Jeopardy. We're checking in with Jeopardy again. From last week's like adorable, sweet, viral moment to uh, this is hellish, honestly. <laughs> if this is a world we live in, I have no faith. Is, in I have the no Jeopardy faith. This is the darkest timeline. It is. Um, so on Jeopardy, they had like a video clue where they have like an image of someone or whatever. And the video was of Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers in the upcoming Won't You Be My Neighbor? movie and they were like who is this actor nobody got it what <laughs> yeah silence there and people were saying like people were saying it's because there was like a malfunction with the light where people where it shows you when you can answer and stuff that's what contest or people oh. who were in the audience were saying and then also someone else was like if you have ever been on the Jeopardy set, there's like that huge Jeopardy wall, but like in the video is super, super tiny. So it's like you, you're having a really hard time. So they couldn't see that it was it. Tom Hanks? Yeah, but you think they would fix that or something. Also, yeah, I don't buy it. I believe that Jeopardy contestants can guess like the tiniest country on the planet Earth yes, on that video. That's mat, so like, true. Let's look at this. And then they guess it correct. I cannot believe that they could not get Tom Hanks. Or at least look Fred like, Rogers. Yeah. Right. At least, like, shoot with Fred Rogers it's, and be like, oh, no, that's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Right. And it was really funny, though. We'll tweet it out. But, like, the photo reaction of Alex Trebek reacting to them not knowing his, his eyes were just like, wow. Ah. Alex Trebek is absolutely savage. <laughs> he yeah. went from a really good week to a really bad week. Truly. Oh. Um, speaking of people having a bad week, is Ray J's pregnant wife. <laughs> she was left in Las Vegas. Great segue. Thank you. She was left in Las Vegas on Sunday after Ray J and their toddler daughter uh, went to the BET Soul Train Awards on mm. Sunday. Um, so it all this drama unfolded on Instagram because Ray J posted a photo and said, you know, thank you at BET, blah, blah, tagged the daughter, mm. tagged the mom. And by the way, the daughter's just over one. So she's got like a one-year-old Instagram. Oh. Anyway— his wife, Princess, reportedly commented on this post and said, left me and Melody stranded in Vegas and blocked me from calling. Now you want to post family photos. Hashtag buy ugly. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And Hashtag then, buy ugly. So Jesus. then everyone was like, you're rich. Like it's Las Vegas yeah. to LA. Like you can drive. You can do all these other things. She says, yes, I can fly home. I have my own money, but the car is here. And I don't want to drive back alone with my daughter because I'm over eight months pregnant and I don't want to have to stop to gas or go into labor, something like that, which are all fair. Eight and a half months pregnant. That's extremely pregnant. With a toddler child driving from Las Vegas to LA sounds hellish. Oof. And worst of all, Ray J has apparently blocked her on Instagram as a whole. He took down the photo, blocked his eight and a half month pregnant wife. Wow. Yeah. Bad. Bad men. That is embarrassing. Oh my God. I know. Last one. Well, this this is like a happier note because apparently, I've never heard of this magazine, but uh, The Source magazine, they're verified on Twitter. They just randomly tweeted out, hey, just wondering if anyone knows when rappers will start actually rapping again with the little like monocle emoji guy going like, huh? Mm-hmm. And Smash Mouth quote tweeted that and they <laughs> on their official account and they were like, you guys sound like parents. Turn that down. Rap is a 
is in constant evolution, and trap rap is an amazing expression of art and a great addition to the family of styles. If you call it mumble rap, you're not respecting the movement, and you're on the wrong side of history. They pulled out you're on the wrong side of history. I love the Smash Mouth Twitter account. It's amazing. What are they up to? Do they have an album coming out? Or are they just, they still have the keys to the account? They have the password? They're like, I think so. They're They're just on the right side of history, Liz. Let it happen. Excuse me. Okay, next category is Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. We're debunking some rumors. First up, Kate. Yes. Uh, The rumor is that I just want to tell everyone that I am not dating Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. I expect there to be 20 headlines about that (laughs) fact. Just based on that, no reasoning behind it. I just want people to know. Because apparently that's what's happening now, is we're just writing a day's worth of stories when people aren't dating, Mm -hmm. when they're just friends. Love that. Aaliyah Shawkat? Alia Shawkat, I think. Sure. And Brad Pitt are not dating. Okay. And there were about 30 headlines this week about how they're not dating. <laughs> there weren't really that many headlines about them dating. I yeah. didn't see any. They were it, like was, not. it was just, they're not dating. They were seen together at like an art event. Oh, was it the art events, this guy? And people took a picture of them and everyone was like, they're just friends. So yeah. that was worth So yeah, FYI. 24-hour press cycle. Also, <laughs> Halsey and Evan Peters are not pregnant. Although this one's oh, a little bit worse because mm. this was definitely orchestrated by the two of them. They were caught by the paparazzi outside of some breakfast place in LA. And they're, she's in like kind of a flowy romper. Mm. And they're both very clearly caressing her lower stomach oh like God. a baby bump and like kind of rubbing it. And then she wrote on Twitter and was like, still not pregnant, still just allergic to gluten, still love pancakes. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? It's pancakes. It's like, okay, okay, no one was talking about that. Right. But then a source told Page Six that this was actually a play for publicity oh my God. A, to annoy Emma Roberts, who is oh. his ex. Wait, purposefully? Yes. To Emma Roberts? Yes. Just because? Yes. I love how they're just guessing wow, at that. So but okay. <laughs> but because Emma Roberts and Garrett Hedlund are paparazzi all the time. That's true, they're actually. very public with their romance. I don't know. Evan Peters and Halsey were also like all over the beach this week too. I They've know. been like in a lot of paparazzi pictures just, just in one cool week. It. <laughs> cool. Wow, it, you people. turned on that so quickly. You were so in on Halsey and Evan Peters. I know because I turned out to be a fan of Halsey for like a day and oh, I'm back out. <laughs> okay. I'm back enough. out. Okay, next one. Speaking of the Emmas, uh, Rupert <laughs> Grint, who is just really trying to be irrelevant, I think, um, basically in an interview said that there was a spark between Emma Watson and Tom Felton while they were shooting. Harry Potter while they were like literal children. So like Mm -hmm. how much of a spark could there have been? Oh wait, he was referring to like when they were filming? Yeah, so he said, there was always something, Grint said of the pair during an interview with Entertainment Tonight. There was a little bit of a spark, but we were kids. It was like any kind of playground romance. I didn't have any sparks. I was spark free. (laughs) Tough for Ron. (laughs) Um, But people, again, were like, Emma Watson and Tom Felton are in love. And no, I just want to refer to you to Emma Watson's recent interview where she said she's happily self-partnered. Yep. It's not going to happen, guys. Let it go. The right. Tom Felton, Emma Watson thing is not happening, has never happened, and will never happen. Well, also, they made it seem like he had just said this, like, about the other day. Uh-huh. So, like, they're lying to us. To, this is fake right. news. It's called clickbait, people. It is clickbait. Oh Don't my. fall for it. It's never going to happen. Agreed. Okay, to end this category, you also have good news, Amelia. Yes, it's happy news. Okay. It's non-romantic, but it's the friendship. This, You know what? Relationship news should be about friendship because True. that's a relationship. It's between Amelia Clark and Jason Momoa, and he is awesome. Apparently, she was, like, you know, obviously, like, super young when she got Game of Thrones. She hadn't really done a ton of roles, let alone, like, nude roles, and mm-hmm. this was, like, a nude role and stuff. 
And apparently he like kind of took her under his wing and was like, I'm not going to let any bad thing like happen to you with these nude rolls. And like, I'll be there with you and I'll tell you like what's okay and what's not okay. And she was just like, and I, you know, that's great. Like, thank you. I didn't know that like there was kind of any other way because he was like great with me from day one. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, that is so you love to hear it. You really do. He seems like a good one. I know. I will never get bored of those two complimenting each other, talking about each other publicly. I love them. It's great. It's I absolutely great love friends. them. Support for today's episode of Tea Time comes from my favorite company of all time, Third Love. Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. This is like absolutely hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own with straps that won't slip and tagless labels. And not to mention it's lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Every customer has 60 days to put their bra to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it and Third Love will wash and donate it to a woman in need sporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. Tea Time hosts were lucky enough to get Third Love bras and can absolutely say, I have no idea what I was doing in my previous life shopping at different companies. Third Love is my favorite bra. It is so comfortable and also goes under every top from really lightweight t-shirts to nice blouses. I wear a lot of different stuff at work. It works with everything. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone, so they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash time now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash time for 15% off today. Okay, we're doing another special category this week. This is Tea Time Investigates Reboot culture. We've kind of touched on this with Disney Plus. There's been yeah. a lot of remakes happening in the last couple of years, especially 2019. We're going to focus on a couple. This was inspired by the Lizzie McGuire reboot. I know, Amelia, this is your corner. <laughs> We're also going to talk about what could be coming. Um, yes. And I have some predictions for reboots that I want to see. So, Amelia, you want to start us off? Right. So there was an announcement about the Lizzie McGuire reboot. Exciting stuff. And <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I Someone wrote, did Kate, did you write Yeah, this, this? was me. Why is she still wearing clothes from Limited too? Okay. She did a video. Hillary Duff filmed a video. I think <laughs> it was to announce Gordo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, oh, that made me so happy. I know. It was great. But she's wearing the same clothes <laughs> that Lizzie McGuire wears. I think she looked good. In fact, I told this Slack group, I guess this is why none of you responded to it. I was like, I love that they've upgraded her look to kind of still be like true to her old original self. Yeah, like but character. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. she's what, a woman? Actually, in, you're so right. In yes, her 30s. Yeah. Yes. But she's wearing the same stuff. She has the same bangs. Oh, like have, you, have you seen a Visco girl, Kate? <laughs> People are wearing what she that's wore true, as actually. a teen. It's been long enough that like the chokers and like the velvet yeah. shirts so are back. true. She could yeah. have that exact she, same look. Exactly. She is. <laughs> I'm actually looking at her in the video now. And she's got the really, really, really dark contrasted eyebrows with like the blonde hair, mm-hmm. which is like cool. Um, she's got one of those like chains on her uh, jeans, which I guess are cool again. I saw are them. They? In, I saw them in a TikTok. Okay, then that means they are. That wow. settles it. So, That's tough. This got me thinking about what reboot I would like to see because I did watch Lizzie mm. McGuire, Kate. I know you didn't, but you also didn't watch TV as a young person, <laughs> so it's different. I personally, I know she's busy with a lot of people and music, but I would like to see Miley Cyrus reboot Hannah Montana Oof. because that ended in 2011. You guys may recall it ended by Hannah having to choose between her two lives. She was either going to go to Paris to do a movie with Tom Cruise 
and Spielberg. Anybody? Okay. Wow. <laughs> or, That's yes. huge for her. Wow. Or, well, no, it's Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Just on the show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They really shot for the stars. <laughs> yes. Or Hannah had to choose to go to college with her best friend, Lily. Originally, the episode's full of drama. She originally goes to Paris, decides, no, I only have one shot to go to college with my best friend. Oh, my God. Chooses Lily at the end. Got me thinking, what would this reboot look like today? Because I'm the same age as Hannah. Like, they both graduated high school, quote unquote, in 2011. So did I. So these two women are 26. Couple years into the working world, I believe Lily works for digital design at Refinery29. Like she's in a WeWork. Ooh. She's like drinking blue bottle. Wait, Ooh. are they in New York or in Los Angeles? Great question. Where are they? Los Angeles. The show okay. is centered in Malibu That's That's and the true. hills. Yeah. All that stuff. Did yeah. you watch the Hannah Montana, Amelia? I watched I like here and there. It was a little younger for me, but like it wow. the what's the one they the little kid that was really annoying, but like he was Rico. funny. Rico and the uh the brother. I like their relationship. Jackson. Yeah. I, we're gonna move on from that now that I know <laughs> how much I know about Wait, you Hannah didn't tell Montana. us what, what Hannah's doing. <gasps> well, Hannah's confusing yeah. because Miley? I believe she's on the trajectory of Miley Cyrus, so she oh, may so still she's like, date Cody Simpson, an LA Ooh, person okay. swimmer. I would actually like to see like a gritty reboot of this. Yeah, me too. Well, I was thinking, who of the our generation Disney stars mm-hmm. are not above a Disney paycheck? Yes. I figure the Sprouse brothers from Sweet Life on Deck, too proud, too I mean, cool. they just want—I mean, Dylan or Cole, well, one yeah. of them won those two people's choice awards. Yeah. So. Who was that? That was Cole, right? I yeah. Know, I, Dylan's the one dating Barbara Palvin, and then Cole's the one in Riverdale. Right. You know, just the fact that it took me that long to figure out right. which was which, right. I think— they're, they want it. They want a special. They would do it. And then we have Wizards of Waverly Place, which is sure. Selena Gomez. She's far too rich now to yeah. ever want to go back to yeah, Disney true. money. Right? Okay. Debbie Ryan. <laughs> remember Sorry. her? She's like I in do. A, a bomb of a Netflix TV show oh, called Insatiable. It got a second season. It did I get know. a second what season. But fuck? she would take the Disney check she after totally that. Absolutely. She should get a third. What do you guys think about Zendaya? She's too big. Today. She's too She's big. In the Dune movie with like that's gonna be like four movies with Timothy Chalamet. Nah. And I feel like Casey Undercover was never how uh, or shake how it big up. or shake it up was as big ever as yeah. like no. okay. Wizards of Waverly Place or anything. But. Do you think the Disney company as a whole and Bob Iger himself has blacklisted Bella Thorne off the face of the lot? Great question. Yes. Okay. I think there are like little pictures of her like at every entrance where it's right. like don't let this woman onto any Disney property. Right. It's like deep inside one of, the, one of the vaults is like Bob Iger crying over a picture <laughs> of Bella Thorne. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Amelia, uh, Mr. Iger, are you okay in there? <laughs> Amelia, you had one you wanted to talk oh, about. You know that Ashley Tisdale is a little bit P.O. that she did not get the call for High School Musical Musical series. <laughs> You're right. I agree. Yeah. She's she's not doing anything. All Truly. She wants, all she wants to tweet about is Sharpay. We talked about this in social media a couple yes. weeks back. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Also, I wanted, on the subject of reboots and shows that we watched mm-hmm. when we were in high school, uh, Jill Gudowitz tweeted this basically Galaxy Brain Glee reboot tweet <laughs> mm-hmm. that I just needed to give credit to. The year is 2020. The Glee reboot landed at Netflix. Noah Centineo has signed on to play Rachel and Quinn's Jock's son. Oh, God. He calls Rachel a boomer, and she realizes she's lost touch with the TikTok generation. She founds Glee Club 2.0 and mashes up the Hamilton soundtrack with Kim Petras. <laughs> it's too real. The Ham- goes, I'm looking forward to the Rachel Berry mashup of Truth Hurts with Greta Thunberg's speech. 
Oh my uh, god. Will we ever get a Glee reboot? Feels like yes. Yes. I'm gonna say T minus five years. Although it has a lot of bad juju. I was gonna yeah, say no, there's just, a lot of dark yeah. stuff associated like with that. Unrewatchable. Show. They may need to sage that yeah. whole I mean, premise. Yeah, you right. would have to delete several characters out of No, yeah. It would just be Rachel like starting over. Right. Scorched people. Earth, don't mention any other <laughs> any of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about Friends reboot? I just think we're getting a Friends reboot in the next two years. Oh, definitely. They're desperate. They're like too <laughs> eager to get together and take pictures together. That's how I feel. You think all of them? Yes. Wow. You think all of them only sign on because all of them do it? Or yes. do you think like Joey might tap out and they'd be like, fuck Joey. I'll still do it. Joey's not doing anything. That's true. He's in. I Jennifer Aniston's the only question. The two main people who would want to do it the most would be Ross and Joey. I agree. They're not doing anything. Yeah, I agree. You know? Also, I don't know if this room or Tea Time listeners as a whole care about this show, but Frasier? Frasier's delightful. Amazing show. It's I, really fun. Kelsey Grammer apparently said that a reboot is going to come to the masses in 2020. Bring it on. They have a premise. Although the one red flag in this was he said, there's no like specific plot, but it will basically center around Frasier finding love in a new city. It's like, oh. at this point, why are you still, like, why are you still trying something it? different? <laughs> I don't know that I want to see Fraser and Kelsey Grammer kind of bad guys. It turns yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know that I want to see him, you know, schmoozing away with women who will probably be like 35-year-old yeah. women playing 45. You know, yep. might be a yeah. mess. Might want to leave that. This is a good transition into Not Worth the Tea because we could have also probably put Fraser in here. <laughs> no. This is Not Worth the Tea, Amelia. Okay. Each week, I feel like we tried—she just comes into our lives, whether we like it or not. We try mm-hmm. to avoid, avoid her. We—I honestly h- wish the best for her. Like, I want her to realize things, but Emily Redrick is back. <laughs> she is still, like, talking random feminist phrases. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. one of those bots where, like, they think they know. <sighs> exactly. Like, they think they know how to speak English, but it doesn't but actually make does sense. But does she know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she and her— I thought it was just a swimwear line, but apparently it is a fashion line because uh, she released a new blazer and like super mini skirt for her fashion brand Inamorata. At least I think that's what, how you pronounce it. And the motto of the company is look chic, be hot. So that just tells you a lot <laughs> right there. And so she said that she designed the blazer to be oversized and the skirt to be itty bitty. And she said, my friend was saying to me that Wearing what you want to wear is a test. If someone doesn't take you seriously, that isn't a person you want to work with anyway. For me, because it is such a micro mini, there's something a little fuck you about it. We've all been in situations like, is this appropriate to wear? I'm going to say if you want to wear this to like a board meeting or any job that doesn't involve you showing your ass on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, (laughs) I'm sorry. But you should not be wearing this to work. Emily, what are you doing? Why are you suggesting this? Yes. She's so full of shit. There are a lot of <laughs> fundamental problems and that women should be focusing on to, you know, be more equal in the workplace. Right. A lot of institutionalized issues. This perhaps is not one of them. Exactly. Wearing super, super, super short, like tight clothing. It's difficult to talk about, right? Because like we all are women. Right. It's just like, like you adjust your not, priorities. Yes. You know? And also you don't need to try to Break down the patriarchy at the same time of, like, dressing for work. 
Plus, coming from her, from her, it's just so difficult. Inauthentic. Right. She's like not wearing a shirt with a blazer, and exactly. she's like, "You should be able to wear this to work." Like, yeah, it's not the battle we need to she fight. She never today. takes into account any other woman except for herself yes. and people who look like her. True, that's well said. Um, next thing, and not worth the tea, is Nicolas Cage is going to star in a movie about himself. Uh, it's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I love that title. It's really good. To Deadline. It'll feature Nicolas Cage as a, quote, creatively unfulfilled, less rich version of himself. And the premise is that he accepts a $1 million offer to perform at a party mm. for one of his super fans, who also happens to be a billionaire. Whoa. And then the party gets out of control, and then Nicolas Cage must rely on his old iconic characters to <laughs> save himself. From this party this. gone wrong. This is going to make a gazillion dollars and I would, live in infamy on the internet. kind of definitely want to see this. Do you think— I like Nicolas Cage being self-aware in this way, but uh-huh. do you want to see it for 90 minutes? No. Right. But I do, I do kind of. Uh, I do. <laughs> I just paid to see—well, yeah, my friend paid to see Dr. Sleep. That's two hours and 30 minutes of stuff I did not need to see. <laughs> and you need to see Nicolas Cage saving Nicolas Cage way more than that. Yeah. I suppose. Okay, next one. On the subject of movies we don't need in our lives, first of all, this was assigned to me. I usually limit it to one K-pop subject per per podcast, and there are two in this one, so I apologize in advance. Rebel Wilson has written a comedy called Soul Girls, spelled like Seoul, the city in South Korea, mm. um, about a Korean-American high school girl who enters a worldwide talent competition to be the opening act for the world's biggest K-pop boy band. So basically, it's like if someone was like, what if Pitch Perfect, but more offensive? <laughs> And written by Rebel Wilson. Wow. Um, so there was just immediate backlash to this. Like, how is it? The the lead picture on this article is just like Rebel Wilson. And then it's just like <laughs> K-pop movie. And it just, people, it's just not going to be, it's just a bad idea. Is this the kiss of death of Rebel Wilson? <laughs> <Yeah>. Not cats? <laughs> just together? Together, they definitely It's a hellstorm, yes. for sure. Okay, speaking of assigned <laughs> categories, Amelia, take this next one. Thank oh you. God. I'm so haunted forever. Um, Okay, so there is this, I guess, robot lady. Her name is Emma, and she is a life-size representation of what the average office worker may look like by 2040. She, you know, we were talking about Nicolas Cage. Like, <laughs> we were just seconds ago. Just seconds ago. She looks like someone dipped Nicolas Cage into, like, hot wax. And <laughs> He they, already kind of looks like that. <laughs> yeah, true. They repeated the process. It's like they repeated right. it several times. Like candle right. dipping. Exactly. And they just put it on some unsuspecting woman and we're like, this is your face now. Yeah. So this place <laughs> called like DW Science made this to represent what we're going to look like. Basically by like being inside, sitting at a desk, looking at a computer. And it's this horrifying, horrifying mannequin with like a hunchback <laughs> and like bloodshot eyes. Yeah. She has no wrists. No wrists, like can- <laughs> hardcore cankles. <laughs> like It's actually horrific. And the best part of this video is that they put her in an office and did like a time lapse of people working Stop. around her. And there's this girl just like at her desk in the background. And this like hideous like mannequin. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> It's really bad. She's literally hunched. It's like, it's have you ever seen— actual nightmare fuel. Yeah, have you ever seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah, You can just see us sitting That's, at our desks. And then there's a song in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's like, and out there. And I can just see us being like, oh, yes, out there in the sun, but we're stuck at our desks. Yeah, this is scary because 2040 is literally 20 years away. We will still be in the workplace. Uh-huh. This yeah. We could be Emma. Yeah, apparently oh, we're going to be. this is a warning to us all. Yes. <laughs> I got to get something from we my back. We got to go for a walk this, after It's this, like, you know guys. those evolution charts? Yeah. But it's like the other way around. Yeah. We're going to go down we're to Emma. Down guys, to Emma. this episode is so bleak. <laughs> okay, let's just keep going. Right, we're going to talk about Ja Rule now. 
<laughs> pick things up. Um, so Ja Rule, who has been part of these uh, fire festival like lawsuit yes. things. Yes. Um, basically, he was under investigation because of fire festival and his part in how that all went wrong. <laughs> and there was a ruling this week. Ja Rule cleared of wrongdoing over fire festival disaster. Whoa. Plaintiffs were unable to prove rappers' social media promotion led to ticket purchases. <laughs> and someone tweeted and goes. Dying at the thought of Ja Rule being so uninfluential that they found this in a court of law. <laughs> so literally, they were like, "We could." He posted about buying tickets. He wanted people to go to Fire Festival, but we couldn't prove that anyone actually went to Fire Festival because of him, because he is so deeply uninfluential. This so is a tough. landmark case for in- influencers really? in American court. And Ja Rule is not an influencer apparently because <laughs> he cannot influence anything. Okay, next one, because I'm Tea Time's official Quibi correspondent. They've greenlit a new Zac Efron survival series called Killing Zac Efron. (laughs) It will center on Zac Efron as he heads Mm. deep into the jungle of a remote, dangerous island, falling off the grid for 21 days. So he's going to take some basic gear, a guide partner, which is important, and then his will to survive as the third <laughs> item he is bringing <laughs> into the wilderness. So not another celebrity. It's his own no. will to live. Yes, his own will to live and a guide who will probably keep him from actual death. This wow. corresponds pretty closely with his YouTube channel, which has been trending right. pretty bare girls. Yeah, very survivalist <laughs> lately. Yes. Um, does Zach Efron tap out after two episodes and 13 days in like Joshua Tree? Yes. Yes. I don't. I can see him like buying into the whole drinking your piss at sundown. You like, think? Yeah. He I mean, he's got to. to. Is he going to bring back kind of the white man dreads? That's my question. He already has them back. Yeah. Does he? Oh no. Yeah. 20, he may. He may last longer then. Twenty-one <laughs> days is a pretty long time as it someone is. who watches Naked and Afraid, and these are very trained individuals. Eventually, what you do is you just hunker down and like wait and cry. out the days oh, for geez, it to be that's over. So dark. I don't know that this is good for Zac Efron. He feels a bit soft. But maybe this will toughen him up. Damn. Maybe. Speaking maybe. of Zac Efron, yeah. um, Vulture this week ranked the best high school musical songs. I just, before I get to what I want to say, they put Bet on it as number one, which is the, the golf course Zac Efron song from High School Musical <laughs> 2. It's not the best song in High School Musical. Come on. Breaking it's, Free is the best the song funniest, in High School Musical. And that's at number two. Ooh, However, Breaking Free is good. They dropped a bombshell on me that I feel like I should have known before now. And I had no idea. But as soon as they said it, I was like, you're right. Zac Efron did not sing in High School Musical 1. It's not his voice. It was voice. Drew Seeley or whatever. It was! Yeah. <laughs> Your knowledge. Know this, but Amelia did. <laughs> Your I, mind. Honestly, I would have been shocked if none of us knew this. Kaya, did you know that? No. There we go. Okay, so props to Amelia. I was really <laughs> oh God, worried. This is not a good sign. I was worried that this was common knowledge, and I was just like, I don't know, not keeping up on my Zac Efron news. Mm-hmm. But that was shocking to me. I mean, like, I knew it, but, like, also— I think it was like mainly. Didn't they dub some of Zach's voice in he there? He has like a little teeny bit, apparently. just to be like, oh, that's kind Every of sounds now like and Troy. then it's yeah, him, but yeah. it's mostly not him. I think it was Drew Seeley who went on the tour. Uh, oh. When they toured, oh. it was like everyone but Zach. <laughs> that's tough. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he sang in the next two, so it's okay. He got yeah. there in the end. Okay, our last category is Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. But before we get into it. Special announcement, because we have the holidays and Thanksgiving next week, we are doing for the first time ever a mailbag episode. I cannot tell you guys how excited I am. I cannot believe we have people who listen besides our moms to send us questions. 
But in order to do that, please send us questions. <laughs> you have to send us questions. We're going to be really embarrassed if nobody does. <laughs> and we're going to have to make them up and be like, right. here's a question from <laughs> Kiz Lelly. <laughs> right. My mom doesn't know enough about pop culture to ask me a question. Right. So you guys have to. It's in your hands. What's our Twitter handle? At tea time underscore 33. Yes. yes. Please tweet us your questions. Please. Yes. Yes, you also have a pretty cursed Instagram account. You can slide into our DMs there. Okay, now for our unanswerable questions. All right. My unanswerable question of the week is, why did Paper Magazine give me a gift this week? Wow. And then take it away (laughs) with their Break the Internet series. Can nothing be truly sacred? So Paper Magazine, who has some— done some really horrible covers in the past. They did like the one where Kylie Jenner, I believe this was them, correct me if I'm wrong, the one where Kylie Jenner was like in a wheelchair. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, they they just do like some really out there covers. Oh, they did the Kim Kardashian offensive. break the internet where right. she was pouring the champagne uh, on her yes. ass. Yeah. Um, just a lot of like weird shit. But this week. <gasps> they did the Jonas Brothers ferret cover. Remember oh, yeah. That, that, that one was pretty good, shit. actually. Oh, yeah, I agree. And Lindsay Lohan is like, Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They did do a Lindsay Lohan one. Fairy tale princesses. Right. I think. They did a lot of like over the top yeah. stuff. Yeah. So this week they did a publish a profile with BTS by Erica Russell. And the cover was BTS and Lisa Frank, which is just everything teen girls have ever wanted and everything I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a BTS cover shoot, but there was just all the Lisa Frank animals around them. I like and that. I was like, this is great. This is everything I want from my magazine ever. So I was just riding that high this week. And then mm-hmm. today they released. The next cover in their Break the Internet <laughs> series. And I came crashing down. It's Pete Davidson. And when you look at it, it's at first it's cropped. And you can only see his face and his body. He's shirtless. He has like a robe on. And I'm like, okay, this is bad. But like, it could be worse. <laughs> then you scroll down. And he's like, they photoshopped him as like a Ken doll. That is so And he great. does not have pants on at all. <laughs> and he's like, just like a neutered Ken doll. Yep. And naked. And it's Pete Davidson. And it's horrifying. So <laughs> there's a whole profile with him. And I just would like to pour bleach in my eyes. I would like to know why they had to follow up the BTS cover with this. Because I've never, I've never loved and hated something so deeply in such a short amount He's of like, time. He's like, hi, Cindy Crawford. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very quietly trying to get off the Pete Davidson train. <laughs> because I'm afraid he's actually dating Kaya Gerber, which is such a bad look for him as a human being and as a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have no official comment on this. Thank you. <laughs> the internet never forgets. For time. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, my unanswerable question. Okay, there's a company called Community, and a ton of A-list celebrities are starting to use it. Basically, celebrities recently have been posting on Instagram being like, to get in touch with me, text me at this number. I can respond to you. You'll get live what? updates about, like, you know, if I'm coming to your city to tour. And you can actually communicate with me. So Community lets people slash mainly celebrities set up a separate phone line. Where you can. You can text and call and do all these different things. But they've gotten crazy huge names like Ellen DeGeneres, Amy Schumer, Jennifer Lopez, the Jonas Brothers. Like, all these people are getting on board. J-Lo really wants that Oscar. (laughs) Yeah. She She does. She's making the rounds. She does. My question is this. What is so different? Why did this need to exist? Isn't this actually Twitter? And won't this in two months be— The problem with Twitter is that what you get inundated with replies— your fans and all the trolls are mixed up in one, and then you can't really weed through and communicate with people anymore. But isn't that the same thing? You'll just get trolled on a text, right? I don't get a tweet. this either, and I don't get the point for fans because obviously, like, they're not going to text you back. 
Like, they're just, like, collecting all these replies. Then they'll send you a text when, like, they're like, go check out my new song. Right, right. And, like, it's just, like, a newsletter that you're signing up for. You're not going to be texting with Ellen DeGeneres. Right. So, like, what do you think you're getting out of this? And they, the company thinks that they're, like, extremely innovative. This is a brand new idea. Yikes. Communicating with fans. It says, imagine texting with artists, celebrities, visionaries, the leaders you respect and admire the same way you do with your mom or best friend. It's just not. It it doesn't make any sense. Isn't this Twitter? Am I wrong? I know I don't know. Yeah, it's like Twitter plus email. Right. Like you're just, yeah. you're and not like, going to be talking to them. <laughs> what? Why, why do they, but they're selling it like you're going to be texting with them every night. Right. If any of you guys listening want to and please do join community and try to talk to a celebrity, I want to hear the like canned responses you get back from Ellen DeGeneres being like, thanks for reaching <laughs> out. And but you're going to get a more personalized uh, message if you go to Cameo.com. That's all I'm saying. That's true. We stand Cameo. <laughs> we, we, do. Do. we do. We do. Okay. Last one, Amelia. Okay. So my unanswerable question of the week is related to the most recent uh, Charlie's Angels reboot, which flopped over the weekend by making like $8 million domestically, <laughs> which is yikes. It's tough. it's tough. And Elizabeth Banks. Poor Elizabeth Banks. But at the same time, like, okay, like. You've had your shots. Several. <laughs> but anyway, one of the main reasons why I think it flopped is because the biggest name they got was Kristen Stewart, which, like, is a big name, but also, like, I want other big names. To, if I'm right. going to pay, like, 20 bucks to see this movie, like, I want what what I thought. I was, like, I have, like, an ideal cast in my mind already. It's Hit fine. Us. I've, like, yeah. I want Margot Robbie. Sure. Nice. I want Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. yeah. And I want Gemma Chan. I would die for Gemma Chan tomorrow. Holy shit, that's a great lineup. Thank you. Thank you. Paramount or Sony, whoever this is. You should have hired me. I'm just saying. Wow. Do you think they're just like too good for this now? Like, yeah, right? I think they weren't attracted. From what I read, like the script wasn't good enough. And so it didn't. I think it was just a bad movie also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you think about Ocean's 8, which wasn't made that long ago. They had to get fucking Rihanna and like the biggest. And they still had to scrape, which sucks. And it's like, again, like an institutionalized problem. We're not going to dive into that. But (laughs) it shows they've grabbed, what, eight A-list celebrities and still had a difficult time at the box office. Yeah, that's true. I like your cast a lot, though. Thank you. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys for listening. Again, tweet us and contact us with your mailbag questions. We'll be back next week. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Lundmeyer.